On today's Friday Fire, we talk about quitting and those of us that always give up on ourselves. We also talk about a little challenge that we're giving to you guys for the month of April to make sure that you start something and never give up on it. So take a listen, join us in April. We would love to have you be part of this challenge. And we also give you lots of actionable tips to make sure you stop quitting on you. Live your life within the moment, moment. And don't go wait until the morning, morning. You never know when it is over, over. All that I know is Welcome back to the Food Code. It is Friday. It is fire time. I'm excited for this one. I think this will be a really good one. So. I just like talking shit, you know. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Oh, my God. <laughs> Well, here's the thing. It's so normal to want to quit. Like we've talked about this before. Oh, God. Like some days you just want to quit. Like remember yesterday when you said some days I feel like I have it all together oh. and other days I feel like it's just a total dumpster fire. And I was thinking about that because I mean, I, this more so is comes to like uh, business is solid, right? Yeah. We got all the business stuff. We got all of our clients. We're preparing for our clients. And then I walk out of my office and I'm like, what the hell happened to my house? <laughs> Like what bomb just went off and exploded. So this morning, um, I took a rest day for the first time in a long time. Proud of you. 75 chart just completed. So I, I mean, I've been still doing my walks and everything, mm-hmm. but didn't go to the gym, didn't go to hot yoga. Instead, I folded laundry and I cleaned my kitchen. It's so rewarding, right? It is. Even though my child was up at 530 in the morning, <laughs> I was in the laundry room folding laundry and I just hear his little feet stomping around and he comes downstairs and like I could see him by our door. It's like, peeked around and I scared him. He's like, mom, I've been looking for you. I was like, oh, I, I heard you looking for me because you're stomping. But yeah, so I'm like, okay, fold laundry, clean the kitchen, wipe down the counters. Even though we spent a couple hours cleaning this weekend, it's just never ending. So, you know, some days you do, you just want to quit. I want to quit the housework. I want to shut my computer. I want to quit social media. I just want to lay on the couch <laughs> and not talk to anyone. But at the end of the day, what does that get you? If you quit, now what? Yeah, absolutely. What happens? Absolutely. Like what? you start again You after you get frustrated, you know, and what we want to talk about today is what what would happen if rather than throwing in the towel, why don't you pivot? Why don't you look for other levers you can pull, things that you can be doing better? Because we can all do things better. And I think one thing that has really helped me in this like journey is just doing a little bit, even though it's not perfect. Mm-hmm. So, and the other piece is never negotiating with that thing for at least a week until it becomes, I figure out a way to fit it into my day again. Right. Because I've done, I've talked about this with like reading is something that I've struggled with in the past of getting off of. And then I never find the time to fit it in again. So I have to commit and I've been better about this and I'll do what I do is I actually, when the kids are taking a bath now, I, I mean, I just sit there usually anyways because yep. they play the whole time. And so I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go grab, instead of scrolling my phone, I'm going to go grab my book and I'm going to read my book. Well, especially because like for the boys, they're pretty much self-sufficient. And yeah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's, yeah. What else are you going to do? So I've been like, yeah, doing my reading then or vacuuming. Water. That makes me feel yep. better because I was like, man, I'm a bad mom just sitting here reading my book while Marcus is swimming. But now, I think, you know, for people who are listening to this, what we're referencing here too is it could be anything that you're doing for personal growth and development. It could be 
a healing journey that you're on. Mm -hmm. It could be a weight loss journey that you're on. It could be any journey where you feel like you are so close to getting to where you want to be, but you're so far away or things are just not going as you wished or you hoped that they would not as smooth. You're not losing weight as fast as you would like, you know? And so you have these feelings of like, well, maybe this isn't the right thing for me. Maybe I should just quit, you know, and do something else. But in the phase that you're in right now, if you quit, are things going to get better? Or are they going to get worse? Because at the end of the day, you cannot force any result. The only thing, listen, I've said this before in the podcast, people ask, well, can you guarantee me results? Mm-hmm. Is that I can guarantee you that if you keep under eating and you keep driving your body into the ground, you will not see a change and things will get worse. That's what I can guarantee you because the proof is in the pudding. You've been under eating and dieting for years. You've been ignoring all these symptoms for years and you're afraid to eat more. And the longer that you wait, the th- the things are going to get worse. So I can guarantee you, you're not going to lose weight continuing to do what you're doing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And like Liz was saying, I think that there's another really good, and I've heard this many times, but like never quit when things are hard. You never quit when things are hard. You can quit when things are good, when you decide that maybe like this isn't the right approach to continue on. I've, I've done well here. I feel good about it and I want to try something different, but you never quit when things are hard. When you just don't feel like it, when you think that you're not seeing results as fast enough or, you know, that you just don't, you don't have the time, right? I'm just busy right now. Like I just, and so like Liz was saying, things are probably going to get worse in that situation. You know, I, I can't sign up for this or I can't make this change right now. I'm just, I, I'm traveling constantly. And I, then when are you going to make the change? Cause your life probably isn't going to change. Your life is probably just going to remain busy. You're going to find, and that's the other thing. People just find things to fill their life with. We've talked about this before. There is plenty of competition for stuff in your life. Plenty. You can do Netflix, you can do alcohol, you can do social media, you can do work, you can do kids' activities, you can do the PTO, you can do saying yes to everything but yourself. And you will never make the time unless you put intention behind making the time. Mm-hmm. And that is ultimately what we're talking about today. And we like we just talked to Lisa this you know on the interview, I think it might have been this past week or the following week, but women by the age of 40, 45 have started and quit 40 to 50 times on diets or on health changes. And I would even think that that number is higher to be oh. honest with you, because, you know, if you're classifying here, like I'm going to start again on Monday, we have 52 Mondays in a year <laughs> times that by 20, you guys do the math. 10,000. Come on. You I'm know, do the math while you keep how, talking. how many, how many times have you quit and then restarted and you rationalize this because you think, well, I didn't gain enough traction. Like, okay, so here's a great example. 75 hard. Yep. Right. When we first started 75 hard last year, there was temptation in the first 10 days to quit because, well, oh, we're only 10 days in, you know, I haven't gained as much traction yet, but by the time you're 45 days in, you definitely don't want to quit. Mm-hmm. That was the one thing that stopped me from quitting this past time. Day 60, I wanted to quit. No, I have 15 days to go. Right. So some people will use all these different rationalizations and reasons why they should quit or why it's okay to quit. Right. They're just telling themselves it's okay to quit. The reality is, and the hearth truth is, it's never okay to quit because every time that you quit, you chip away belief in yourself. So your mind basically thinks like, this is a joke. Right. Every time that you say, I'm going to start over, the mind is like that little devil, that little bitch voice who's like, haha, you're not going to make it past Thursday. You never keep these commitments to yourself. You said you're going to do this 5K. 
several times. You downloaded the app, you started, but when it got hard and you had to run longer distances or it was inconvenient and you had to carve out time and say no to doing fun things to go get your workout in, you quit. And you lose trust in yourself, in the ability to do things from start to finish because you've never stuck to anything long enough to see it work. And like Becca was saying earlier, when you quit when it's hard, you're likely missing out on the greatness of what was going to come around the other side, on the other side of that hard season or that hard time. And, you know, for a lot of our clients, I understand, especially in healing phases, because it's not all about weight loss. You're putting in a lot of work and a lot of effort. Sometimes you do see it, weight loss. And that's beautiful when it happens. A lot of times there's so much underlying dysfunction that we have to heal first before the body says, okay, I can finally release the weight and feel safe enough to do so, that it's tempting to want to quit. It's mentally taxing, right? Because you're constantly having the battle in your mind of if I'm working on my health, I should see weight loss. That's the way society society has conditioned us, right? If I'm focusing on food and nutrition, I'm working on my health and doing healthy things to be a healthy person, well, then that means I should look like the epitome of health on the outside. So we, we get it. You're tempted to want to quit, but I'm going to challenge all of you with this. And Becca and I have evaluated for the, this for ourselves. Are you doing your best or are there things you could be doing better? Because I guarantee you, if Becca and I were to live with you guys and walk around with you every day, we're going to find things that you could be doing better. And the same thing would happen if you lived with us. You're going to find things that we could do better. When we did our cleanse phase, wow, there was a lot that we both learned. There's a lot of things that I could be doing better. And so I'm going to take these things and I'm going to keep putting them into my routine going forward, even after the cleanse, because we all think that we're doing everything that we can be doing all the time. And the, the reality is you're not, and I'm not, Becca's not. So before you quit, what we want to challenge you to do is evaluate what levers can you pull? Are you walking consistently? Are you exercising consistently, moving your body? Are you eating balanced meals consistently? Are you meal planning and prepping consistently? Are you getting adequate sleep consistently? Are you managing your stress consistently? Are you identifying things in your life that you can stop doing and make room for the things that you can start doing that fill your cup up? This is where we talk about drains and charges. So even just within those five or six things, I bet you can think of one or two things in each of those categories that you could be doing better. And so that's what we want to really challenge you guys today with is you may want to quit and that's okay. Have a pity party for yourself for a day, but then you got to put your big girl pants on and you got to realize I'm not doing everything that I could be doing. And until you're doing everything that you could be doing, you don't deserve the right to quit. Mm -mm. And I think a lot of people run into that in the moment thought of like, well, this, this doesn't matter. It's one time, right? The oh, the one bite of cookie right now isn't a huge deal. Like it's just a bite of cookie or the one glass of wine because it was a long day. Like it's just one glass of wine. I would challenge you then to take note of all of those things that you think don't matter for an entire two weeks and see all of the things that didn't matter. And were there maybe more than you realize? Because I have a feeling there probably are. The bites, looks, and tastes, the things that you, you know, don't even remember at the end of the day, probably that you consumed. I have that too. All that like I'm, you know, I'm grabbing something for lunch and I'm starving. So while lunch is heating up, I eat something like that, you know, grab a handful of chips. I grant like those things add up. 
because I've calculated them before. I have personally done it and it turns into, oh, I'm eating, you know, instead of 2,200, 2,300 calories, now I'm at 26, 2,700 calories. That can be the difference across the course of a day. And if you're doing that every day, thinking, oh, this handful of chips isn't a huge deal, this me missing my workout again, not a huge deal, not, not getting that 10 minute walk in, not a huge deal, but then it all adds up. And I think that, you know, a lot of people don't follow through with what they want to do for a couple of main reasons. One, they did not plan. When you do not purposefully, and Liz and I talk about this all the time, guys, broken record over here. Like we look at our schedules every week. And I talked to one of my clients yesterday about this. She's like, how do you, how do you even do it? And I'm like, I literally sit down with my calendar. And if you don't have a calendar or a planner, please get one. You need one. And I block my calendar for times for myself. Because if I give my time all day to everyone else and never give anything to myself, of course I'm going to be miserable. I'm going to be unhealthy. I'm going to be tired. I'm going to feel unfulfilled. And so I have to protect that time. And it turns into sometimes, sorry, like I don't have availability next week. We're going to have to look at the, the week after that. And that's just the reality of it. Because I like Liz and I have gotten to a point where I refuse to give my energy only to other people. I deserve some of that energy too. And so I think planning is a huge thing. The other, oh, I just got super busy. No, you allowed yourself to get that busy and forget what you should have been doing. The, I just like didn't feel like it. It was a really hard day. We all have hard days, guys. And I mean, it's part of adult life. <laughs> it's, it's part of, you know, putting your big girl pants on and just, you just got to get shit done, you know? And I understand that, of course, in different seasons or different situations, you're going to have really hard, challenging days. But why is it that the first thing that you do is give up on yourself? Why is it? You know, like I shared this story a couple of weeks ago. I forgot what podcast it was about day 60 of 75 hard last time that I wanted to quit. Why would I? And then I, I played that story in my mind, like this sucks, blah, blah, blah. But like, I'm only hurting myself. So why is it that when external things happen, that maybe your boss pissed you off or whatever it might be, your friend, she's dealing with, you know, her husband and they're arguing or whatever that might be. Now you're carrying her burden and you're quitting on yourself. Why? Why do we quit on ourselves first? If your kid has things after school and, you know, you, you got to be with them, you got a mom, you got to do all those things. All right. Well, bring a book with you. Read while they're like I read it. Marcus's karate sometimes. Walk, walk while they're playing soccer. Right, get out on the soccer field with them. Heck, you know, kick some balls around. Just try not to kick them in the chest. <laughs> um, but you know what we're saying here is like all these things are rationalizations. Like as I mentioned before, you didn't gain enough traction, right? Or you got discouraged. We expect. Oh yeah. We expect massive changes for small changes. <laughs> like you started walking. 10 minutes a day and you expect to lose like 10 pounds in the first week? I expect nothing, to be honest. And it's probably like a dysfunction that I have, a disorder. And I think that it's people that are very like type A entrepreneur type mindset. Like I don't ever expect anything from my inputs. I mean, I do them because I know that they probably will bring over time. I don't have a timeline for anything in my mind of like, when all of the work I put in for social media or for studying or for any of that, like I just know it's the right thing to do to get to where I want to go. 
and it will it will come to fruition over time because I'm doing the work. But in general, I never have those expectations. If I ever go on like a cut phase or a healing process, like I don't know how long it's going to take and that's okay because I know if I put in the work and I do the things and I troubleshoot, I will get to where I want to be. Doesn't matter if it's next week or if it's next month or in 3 months. I still keep doing the work because I know that it's what it takes. And I think that is, we live in such a society that people just expect things to happen with minimal input. And it has made us dysfunctional. It has made us selfish. It has made us just really, (laughs) we got to change, basically. Mm -hmm. Soft. Soft. Yeah. I think that's a nice way of putting it, right? Because- you know, I was thinking about this earlier. Uh, actually, this past weekend, I was deleting a bunch of videos and posts and whatnot. And I was looking back at like the things that I created in like 2014 when I was first starting out, right? Social media, my blog, the pictures that I took for my Fit Cookery book. They're not in my Fit Cookery book because they were god awful. <laughs> um, it takes reps. Today is March 31st. 2023. That's nine years, right? My content looks a lot different nine years in than it did day one. Thank you, Art. (laughs) (laughs) That too. Right? And it all happens because of the reps that you put in. And, And, you know, you learn what works, you learn what doesn't, you learn obviously with education and feedback from your followers and listeners and things like that. But without those reps, what happens? Nothing. You got nothing. Without the reps that you need to put in every day for you to get to your goal, what happens? Nothing. So we can guarantee you that. Absolutely. And this is on both sides, right? This is on the side of continuing to severely under eat, over restrict, and either just not move your body because you're expecting the diet alone to do the changes or make the changes or you're under eating and just thinking about just keep doing more output, right? I just keep adding on more. Like I love ladies. I'm probably going to ruffle some feathers here, but I love the ladies who stick around after the workout and we got to do our 50 reps of our crunches or we got to do these abs or this movement or whatever. Like we're going a little bit extra mile. I think it's great and we should push ourselves. But then you go drink a bottle of wine that night. But those 50 crunches that you're doing for the month of May isn't going to get you abs when you go on spring break. What's going to get you abs is walking your ass into the kitchen and cooking yourself some good food. I used to be that person, man. I oh, would, I did, I would do my ab workouts the two weeks leading into spring break, expecting some six packs to show up. For sure. For sure. And listen, <sighs> I think you should do some core work, you know, it's from time to time. But it's just like, I remember distinctly at the gym, like if we would be doing a challenge, people would be, you know, kind of adding those little things on. But then as soon as the challenge was over, it's like they stopped. Or like you just think that like that one thing, lazy yoga or the um, 50 reps at the end of your workout, like it's going to be that one thing. Right. Guys, it's not ever just one thing. What it is, is the details and consistency. So if you want to take on this challenge and you want to commit and you want to follow through, I think you're going to see a lot of benefit, not necessarily physically, but mentally. And you're going to notice on the other side that you feel better. 
you're starting to rebuild that confidence and belief in yourself that you will finish things from start to finish. But you got to go into this all in and you have to decide before you begin that you are going to finish. So if you are somebody who's quit on things, doesn't matter how many times, there's things that we're going to give you today to pick back up. And here's the challenge. The challenge is you are going to commit to drinking one gallon of water every day. There's no ifs, ands, or buts about this, but Liz, 128 ounces is too much. No, it's not. Put your big girl panties on, drink your water, set some alarms. Beck and I do it every day. Add you some get electrolytes. Used to it. Yeah. Element is fantastic. Relight, whatever you want. Minerals, we need salt. We want to absorb the water. It's not a lot of water. It feels like a lot in the beginning because it's not natural. Just like the second piece of this challenge, which may feel like a lot for you guys in some you know, for some people, for other people, you're going to be like, oh, that's too easy. And this is why the challenge is hard. So the challenge is one gallon of water, not an ounce less, and committing to one intentional walk or run that's one mile consecutive every single day. There's no breaks. It's one month, one month, one gallon, one mile. And it's Equally as easy not to do this because you're going to say, oh, it's just a mile. It's just water. They won't know. I'll pick it up again tomorrow. And we're doing this because, as we mentioned, when we quit on ourselves, you start to break down the belief and the trust in you. And when I was texting Becca about this this morning, I'm like, this is easy. You can do these things anywhere. Water is free. Walking is free. Right? You don't have to be a runner. You can walk the smile, but here's what I'm going to tell you. Walking to and from the grocery store, parking in the back, going, you know, to and from work, doing the stairs, those things don't count. Mm -mm. What counts is you being intentional. This is maybe like 15 to 20 minutes of walking. Maybe not even. If you walk slow. Some people might not be able to walk super fast. We get that. So 15, 20 minutes, right? And you, you, Schedule it into your day. This is my time. This is the appointment that I set with myself. I'm committed to doing this because I said that I would. It doesn't matter how I feel. When the bitch voice comes in and says, well, you've only done it three days. We could just skip today and start again after the weekend on Monday. You're going to take control of that bitch voice and you're going to be like, no, I'm boss. And I said I was going to do this. So the four things that you need to do in order to do this is number one, as I already mentioned, decide before you start, you're going to finish. Regardless of what happens in your life or in your head or any of the thoughts, you're going to do this and you're going to let us know. Tell Liz, Liz and I will Becca. be doing it with you. Yep. Tell us. Send us an email. Send us a Facebook message. Send us an Instagram message. I want to know what day you're starting and I want to know how you're doing, that you completed this. So you need to tell somebody, if, you know, tell us, say it out loud, tell people on social media if you like to do that. Have accountability with us. Do it with somebody. Get a buddy involved. The second thing is, if you don't schedule it in and you don't plan, it's not going to happen. So this is going to require you to look at your calendar and plan for when you're going to do these things. And if it doesn't happen at that time because of unforeseen circumstances, have a backup plan. Figure it out. Number three, you got to stop relying on motivation. Discipline creates habit. Habit, Repetitions create habit. Every day that you do this, you will figure out that you can fit it in that you do have the time, that you were just using that time somewhere else. 
You cannot rely on the motivation. You have got to stop negotiating with yourself because we do it far too commonly. And the last thing is be clear on why you want to stick with something. And I think about all the times in my life that I have been the most proud of myself, that I have been the most happy with what I have accomplished, and none of them were easy things. When I got through the easy things, I was like, ah, okay, cool. But like when I would commit to something that was, it took a long time, it was hard, I had resistance, there were temptations, there were other people that would push me, you know, further from that. Like those are the times that I, when I finished or accomplished or committed to and actually did the things that I wanted to, those are the moments that I remember being so proud of myself. And so if you do it for nothing else other than I just want to be proud of myself because I am someone that maybe, you know, tells myself, well, why even start something? I never finish it. Or, you know, the voice in your head is going to whisper, good luck. You know how this is going to end. You know, even if you feel ready, you know, you, you don't believe in yourself. Like this is exactly why you need to do this because you need to recreate that belief in yourself. And it is never too late to do that. You can always recreate who you are, what you believe you are, all of those things. It just takes saying you're going to do something and not giving up on yourself. So let us know. I think we should call it like one mile for me challenge or mile for me. Yeah. And I'll leave you with this because I think that there's going to be people that are going to be like, okay, cool. But it's really busy time. Alex Hermosi has a really great quote. Oh yeah. Spring break. Alex Hermosi has a really great quote, and I just want you to listen to this and let it sink in. And it says, if you are enduring change, the best time to start is when you're busy. Learn how to make it work in the worst conditions so that it can stick in the best. Being busy is therefore no longer an excuse for not starting. Spring break, whatever busy excuse that you want to put down, write it down and then cross it off and write BS next to it because you're always going to have something to write down. Mm -hmm. So start when things are busy, make it work. One mile for me, one gallon every day, one mile run or walk one month. Simple as that. 